Welcome to TBT On Air. In this podcast, we will explore the challenges across the prop tech sector, and we are joined today by our guest speaker, Alexander Siedis, CEO and founder of Home People. Welcome, Alexander, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much. Really happy to be here. Thanks for the time. To start with, please feel free to introduce yourself and give us a bit of background on your career and the creation of Home People. So I'm Alex, I'm actually Israeli, and like all other Israelis who end up creating a startup, I also served in the intelligence forces uh, of the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces. I did that for three years as a commander as well. Um, and uh, unlike any other uh, people out there, I was actually trained in counterintelligence. So I was uh, uh, trained to analyze people's profiles and personalities and determine whether they can be exposed to classified information and if so, to what extent. I did that for three years. Um, and then working in intelligence sparked off my interest in global affairs. So I moved to the UK to study PPE. And like any other student of PPE, I was active socially. I created an NGO around Israeli-Palestinian conflict and that uh, paved my way to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for Israel where I served as a diplomatic representative of Israel at the UN. Um, at UNESCO in Paris, did that for a couple of years, and then decided that if I want to become a good policymaker, I need to study a bit more. So I moved back to uh, to the UK to do my masters at the LSE, um, and then I actually decided to solve the pain that I personally experienced every single time I was relocating from one country or market to another. And the pain that I had was that I was financially discriminated against for no good reason at all, and I was only discriminated because of the way the system works that relies heavily, if not solely, on credit reference agencies to assess consumers' risk. So these are companies like Experian or TransUnion or Equifax that aggregate consumers' data by striking commercial agreements with domestic lenders and domestic utility companies. And so if as an end user, you're not engaged with one of those enterprises, say Barclays, you simply won't appear in the databases of the CRAs and subsequently you'll be invisible and uh, financially discriminated against when you're trying to access basic products like rent property and pay for it monthly. And that's why we created Home People, so that we can actually give um, equality of opportunity for people, create financial inclusion, give fair access to every single person um, to be able to choose uh, the financial product that they want based on their true financial abilities and credit worthiness and not based on their credit file. And unlike credit reference agencies, the way that we work is instead of aggregating consumers data from other resources, what we do is we aggregate the data directly from the consumer. And then we apply uh, unique technology to cross-reference and authenticate and analyze that data. And we're not only talking about uh, open banking, uh, but mainly we're talking about our unique fraud detection test that includes real-time decisions of uh, documents analysis, behavioral analysis, data enrichment, um, and also financial algorithms are running on the consumer's uh, transactions over the last uh, 12 months. And we uh, top this up with our really cool uh, fraud database is called Heimdall um, that uh, instantly scans every single consumer that goes into our platform against networks of fraud. Um, and then we actually confirm all of these decisions with trained human intelligence uh, teams uh, to make sure that we can actually clean up any uh, false declines we actually have. And our tech basically allows us to do two things very well. One, create inclusion. We have more than 96% approval rate, which is 25% higher than any other company out there that does what we do. That means we actually give equality of opportunity to people to actually rent the property uh, like they want, which is perfect. And the second thing that our tech 
enable us to do is to enhance the protection of our clients against fraud and against default. And we actually pick up that up to 5% of our clients' assets are subject to fraud, which is one in 20 different properties that they market over there, uh, which is absolutely insane. And I'm really you know, proud, proud to say that we have that technology that allows us to do that because I don't think there's anyone else out there uh, that does that. Um, a bit more about the business, we're B2B, so we're selling to other businesses. Uh, we're focusing on two tiers, one, um, the enterprise level. So these are companies that manage more than 4,000 different properties uh, uh, overall. Uh, clients like uh, Knight Frank or JLL or Chesterton's or CBRE, Dexter's, uh, big developers like Quintel Living, uh, Invesco Group, uh, which also control great star brand here in the UK. These are all home people accounts. And the other segment that we uh, distribute to and sell to is online, online marketplaces for people to startups, anyone we can actually integrate with through our RESTful API and then facilitate further, further transactions uh, on the ecosystem. We're actually live in nine countries and we're not just UK, we're UK based, uh, companies incorporated in the UK. Uh, we love the UK, but we also provide services and solutions to other countries out there, uh, mainly in the European market but we have uh, bigger plans. Um, we make money today in um, two ways. One is we actually uh, charge a flat fee per uh, qualification of the consumer. Uh, that means that uh, anyone can actually assess uh, a lead that is trying to apply to their asset, to their property, and we'll qualify them. And the second thing is that we take it one step further and actually guarantee the liabilities of that tenant if they're good. And so for that, we charge a variable fee of between one and 6% subject to A, the risk and the client's portfolio. Um, and then based on that, we can create actually inclusion and give even those people who are uh, deemed subprime, people that have uh, adverse credit data, people that are international, people that are self-employed or simply ain't filed uh, for the, whatever reason, we'll give them fair access to be able to um, get the property they want and be able to pay for it monthly. Because um, at the end of the day, renting a property uh, is equivalent to a, a basic human right. Everyone has the, uh, the right to uh, security and, and, and for shelter. And that's what we allow them to do. The only thing that you want to get out of it is uh, those people who commit fraud. And you want to make sure that uh, people have the right property that meets their financial abilities. That's it, as simple as that. So everyone should have access to rent a property uh, just based on their true financial abilities. And that's what we do extremely well. Uh, maybe one more thing I'll say is that we're a team of uh, 50 plus people, uh, very international, really passionate about what we do, really committed to creating uh, financial inclusion. That's why we wake up in the morning, every single person from a different location around the UK. Uh, and that's what we do for a living. So that's us in a nutshell. That's really interesting stuff. Um, obviously, you've touched on the problem with fraud and obviously with rent fraud being such a big issue. Um, what are the methods that you recommend to avoid that? Yeah, um, so the, the, the one message that I would have is use a company that actually knows what they're doing. And that needs to be a company that is tech-enabled, that has the technical solutions to tackle and combat the online fraud that exists. Most of the players out there would rely on a human eye, on the naked eye to actually look at the bank statements or pay statements and see whether it's actually being forged or not. Uh, that's not the right way of doing it. That's how you get to 0% ability to pick up fraudsters, 8% default a year, 
and, and a really high loss ratio, right? Which a lot of our competitors will be interested in because they sell insurance. That's why, that's how they make their money off. So the more defaults exist out there and the more fraud exists, the more money they make actually with selling insurance. But we're trying to do things right uh, from the beginning. So I would recommend to everyone to actually work with an organization that has the tech and the ability to tackle uh, the online fraud that actually exists over there. And we're not talking about, um, you know, if, if we're looking at what are those solutions out there. Uh, so one of them can be uh, a system that automatically can look at the metadata of documents and see whether what's the software that was used to create in the document, who created the document, when it was created, analyze the domain of people who are trying to uh, give a reference as an employer or as an agent or as a landlord. Uh, we see a lot of new domains that are created uh, just a few a few moments before the, the, the consumer or the tenant actually goes through the application. Uh, try to uh, capture and analyze the network of the tenant and the third parties when they engage with the system um, and have really strong algorithms that are running on consumer uh, transactional uh, data and financial information. And that's the, that's the, that's the story in a nutshell. Uh, basically, the next successful, you know, creating a, a database. I, I won't recommend anyone to create like a, a machine learning AI a sophisticated uh, fraud network database like we have. Um, but uh, I do think that there are, there are solutions and tools out there that every single homeowner or business uh, must use in order to reduce the likelihood of them being subject to fraud. Uh, that's actually really helpful. Um, obviously, you mentioned people's right to be able to rent a property full stop and obviously now moving into the post-covid world and things slowly changing really um the public are now facing a serious financial squeeze and may struggle in that rental market uh do you know any of any support structures that are in place to support them well i can tell you what we're offering right what we're offering is is a the ability to for, for everyone to actually find a property so even if they can't afford that property that they want, and we look at their actual risk, and based on that, we'll guarantee the liabilities uh, towards towards the rent, right? So for that, we would charge a, a minimum fee of uh, uh, a minimum of one percent of the contract value, and act as the guarantor, uh, which is extremely fair. Um, it's about probably you know from starting from eighty pounds, right? That's the the average rent of a tenant is about eight k per annum or nine k starting from, from 80 pounds. Um, and so I think that's one solution that we're facing here because we truly believe in a person's ability and willingness to pay rent. Um, that's one solution in place that we're, we're gonna go live with more in 2022. And it's gonna be a really exciting year, not just for home people, but I think for the entire UK rental market with that solution in place. But I don't know if COVID is over yet, right? We see the numbers now, hundreds of thousands of people every every day, right? I don't know if we're out of it. So it's still a landlord's market, unfortunately. Or it's, sorry, it's still a tenant's market, unfortunately, where they can actually control uh, more because there's less demand. Well, with the hope that the UK will open back up again, um, do you know what effect would travellers, renters and international students have on the availability of rental properties? Because I imagine they'll all be taken. 
Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna turn more to like you know a, a, a tenant a tenant market. There's obviously gonna be like you know properties for everyone. Just competition is gonna be higher. That means the landlords will be able to actually increase rent a bit, right? Up until now, during COVID, they uh, they they were unable to do whatever they wanted to do. So they had to either compromise on rent and offered some of the tenants rent reduction just so they will stay, uh, or they need to increase rent by the normal two and five percent that uh, that actually they do. Uh, so now with more demand coming in, hopefully uh, there'll be more, uh, they'll have more power and they'll be able to actually, there'll be simply more demand for every single property that is out there so that they can increase the prices, that they can be more selective. And I think actually, again, uh, when you have more choice and more options, you need to make sure that you're making the right decisions um, because it can be really costly for everyone. So unfortunately, it's going to be in the future, Again, more competition. I think that also the world has changed. I think that people will not rent in the same way. We're seeing an increase um, of online solutions, uh, providing people the ability to actually rent fully online. So it's a full online experience of viewing the property online and signing everything online um, and uh, not having to even you know, view the, the property physically yourself or go to the local letting agent to actually sign contracts. Uh, that's definitely something that is happening. And I think for that, um, also, you need solutions that can actually do online screening, uh, like what Home People is offering. Perfect. Um, you've actually asked, answered my final question throughout the, this interview, um, but do you have anything to add on how PropTech can help improve social inclusion, ensure renters, agencies and landlords obtain the best out outcomes for their rental process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think everything starts with making the right decision and the right decisions for, for the tenant and for the landlord. Um, it's all about creating transactions. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in 2020, I think the rental market globally was valued at more than $240 billion, uh, which is worth more than, more than gold and, and other securities as well. Um, and that's because a lot of people rent. Um, according to the OECD, about 40% of all citizens are tenants, and it's an ever-growing figure. Um, so, uh, it starts with making sure that you're making the right decision because for you know 75% of landlords, rent uh, helps them pay their mortgage back, uh, at least in the UK. So you want to make sure that uh, people are paying you your income uh, on time and, and don't miss it out. And for tenants, you want to make sure that they have the ability to actually pay. So I think everything starts with making the right decision, the right financial decision for you, whether you're a homeowner or a tenant. And uh, Proptic is there to, to support that and help that. That's why you have uh, the tech that allows you to truly assess consumers' risk and truly assess their financial abilities and also pick up those, those fraudsters who are actually trying to secure property just so they can relet it and make income out there or, or use it to conduct illegal activities. Um, so Proptic can definitely support all of that. And with that, we would like to thank you all for listening to this TBT On Air podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please sign up for access to TBT premium online and mobile content, including the latest global trends, news and insights. Our online publication allows you to access unlimited credible knowledge and daily information through written articles, podcasts and webinars. To do this, all you have to do is visit www.tbtech.co.